welcome to the We're All Fucked podcast hosted by me, Derry Owen. And me, Dan's Grace. This is a podcast designed to try and take a light-hearted take on the ridiculousness of society as we know it and wonder how we all find a way to carry on, even though we know deep down we're all fucked. Each episode, we'll be looking at a particular topic, having a laugh and a cry along the way, dragging along a few guests with us for the ride. Remember to rate us and subscribe so you never miss our rounds. Well, hello, Dewey. Good evening, Daniel. How are you keeping? Oh, God, that sounded chirpy. That was probably my chirpiest uh, kind of hello, Daniel, yet. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. I'm all right, mate. I'm is okay. it the Prozac's kicking in, is it? <laughs> Not the Fosters, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> my number one <laughs> pharmaceutical <laughs> my number one pharmaceutical product. yeah i'm all right mate. how are you that would be, all right? be a, yeah not bad not bad uh fosters would be a great sponsor if they uh ever ever decide to help us out <laughs> bloody hell yeah bloody hell, they lose deserve, hope <laughs> they, deserve, they deserve to give me <laughs> something back yeah you're gonna come up with a strap line for them so i was uh, throw that in Lose hope with Fosters. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. Well, here we are, season two. Season two. It's good to be back after a very yeah. brief break. The difficult second album. <laughs> oh, do you reckon? <laughs> uh, during, during this one, we're supposed to fall out and uh, and probably burn each other's houses down so good luck with that <laughs> yeah i'll be i'll be an old girl girl like the, the the you know the proper successful one and you can just be that that the bitter ruffian, <laughs> bitter yeah. one in the background yeah, that. That sounds sounds great sounds great <laughs> <laughs> now it's good to nice be back time. and i think we're gonna pick off pick up where we left off basically aren't we yeah for sure for sure no major changes this season and um, pretty much as is we're hoping to have a, a few kind of extra guests this season um, variety of topics hopefully get some views in that are a little bit uh different or you know at, at, against the grain of of how we normally take things so hopefully uh you know be a bit interesting absolutely but, yeah pretty much same as is as is it's just a call to arms to all you guys listening you know come in disagree with us bring your own topic if you want to discuss something we've covered before drop an email waffpod at outlook.com We'll get exactly. you straight into the booth. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I think that's that's one of the things that we've decided to do with this season is that we're going to be going public um, with a very small p, um, i.e. sticking this up on Spotify. So you may actually be listening to this on Spotify right now. Congratulations if you are. Um, yeah, rate us, like us and subscribe. God, that sounds horrific. Please, oh yeah, let's let's just never say that just again. Just don't do that. Just, yeah. just don't do that. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Let's, let's edit that out. <laughs> but now there we go. There we go. So it's your turn for the topic. My turn for the topic. Um, hopefully in the prepared again. So I put, picked this in the van earlier whilst I was driving aimlessly <laughs> in the sticks in the wilderness of uh, the Welsh mountains. And uh, yeah, I just thought I'd kick it off with a bit of a chirpy one uh, <laughs> and go for a disease. Oh, God. <laughs> Are or maybe, maybe 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 disease is the right one, but probably like illness, illness and sickness, probably. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I've even shocked you. It's just the person well, who I mean, about, it, ended last season on death. 
Yeah, but it, it feels like we're kind of working our way around the, is it seven? No, four four horsemen of the apocalypse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, no, no, that's a, that's a great one. That's a great one. I think I think for me, illness is one of those things where you kind of, you never really appreciate it until you're struck down. And then you're like, oh, my God, my life is over. But, you know, when you're healthy, it's never really something for me personally that I have much of an insight into. You're just like marching along all healthy. Well, this and is nice. it. Yeah. And this is why I wanted to, wanted to discuss it, really. Um, just because even if, even if you start low level, it, when you're in the midst of a cold, <laughs> right, <laughs> you're depth of the cold. My shit. You know, and oh, you can expect God. to have a good dozen colds a year, maybe, you know, yeah, if you're yeah. unlucky. And it's really, really shit. But you, like you say, you instantly forget afterwards. You know how bad it is. Yeah. Uh, when when you've got a sore throat, you know you're like, oh, oh I wish swallow. It's it's hell. Yeah. So I <laughs> cannot even begin to believe, you know, what it's obviously like if you have one of these serious kind of diagnoses or illnesses and stuff. Yeah. Even though we know that something's going to take us. But I, I suppose where it fits in a lot with this podcast, and you know, we're all fucked and stuff, is just just living with this knowledge that like our final outcome yes we can affect it to a certain point of view with our lifestyle you know mm. so drinking exercise eating healthily yeah there's another portion then where you can't control which is obviously your genetics and obviously sure. we don't know a lot of that anyway we know some of the big guns and stuff but cystic fibrosis and all that stuff you know you just you just you can't, you can't control you get yeah. what you're given and then you've got the other bit which is i'm guessing like pure luck you know <laughs> i accidents and you know wrong place wrong time yeah and, and yeah. i think what's what's like struck me and of course like you know our, our old friend suicide of course he was, was <laughs> carrying on from last season hello Dad, like, my old friend <laughs> yeah indeed so i think it's just like that the way that we, I find it fascinating is how we, as human beings, how we just, um, we carry that with us, you know, because we have all that in common and how we, we, we just, we manage very well. <laughs> just, I, I assume so. I know most people just to kind of, yeah, that's fine. We'll just, we'll just yeah. carry that. We'll keep, you know, putting money into the pension. We'll keep working until we're 65. It's going to be 70, 75, obviously, by the time we get there. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And that's just like, even though you know your percentage of being well at that point is, um, is, is you know, diminishing basically by the year. Yeah, yeah. So I, I suppose, like, if I'm going to ask you a question about it, is like, how much do you think about like illness of you getting older or just anyway? And how, how much do you allow that to affect your life? I, from, like giving it the time of day and also secondly like making the choices that you do in your everyday life yeah my I god mean, we're starting the second uh season deep here <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's Doc. like we've 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 come out of the the deep side of the pool and jumped into another pool that's also very deep <laughs> <laughs> yes. nah, this, I this think... is a bit more acidic <laughs> lovely a little bit extra snot <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think I generally have quite a re- unrealistic approach to illness um, because the vast majority of the time I don't think I'm going to get ill. 
Okay. And then obviously it comes along and you're like, oh my God, this is awful. Um, and I'm kind of uh, like, you know, I tend to tend to be kind of, I would say probably a little bit snottier than average in, in my perception. And, you know, occasionally get sore throats or like excessive amounts of mucus and stuff. And it's just like, and head colds and all the rest of it, you know, streaming, <laughs> eyes itchy and sore. And like, when, when, when also you're, known as a Tuesday. <laughs> when when you're like when you feel like that, it is you can't. Well, I I personally find it difficult to imagine like how how life could be any different from that. You're absorbed by it totally, mm. and then yeah, the moment it's over, it's like oh yeah, everything's great. <laughs> yeah, we're we're very resilient, but I would say. I haven't had any period of my life yet where I've ha- suffered really significant illness. You know, most of my illnesses have been fairly standard. Um, Ones that you know you've got to get better from, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say kind of the worst illness, if you can put it that way, that I've had. Do you remember a few years ago, um, we were on a, a night out and I uh, we, we, we had a few bevies. A couple of frothy, frothy bevies, mm-hmm. and uh, I accidentally walked into the bed at the uh, the B and B that we were staying at. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, don't well, tell me that's like, that's like the most serious thing that's happened to you. Well, well, no, because like it's it's what happened afterwards that was that was more serious. The actual the actual walking into the bed was probably I should have taken it more seriously because at the time I was I was drunk and I was thinking, oh god, oh that hurt, and then I just went to sleep. And then the next day, I really should have paid a little bit more attention to my leg because about three months later, I realised my leg was infected. <laughs> oh, god, yeah, and. Uh, and and it wasn't the brightest of decisions to just ignore that whole situation. Makes you wonder what was on the bed to make it. Oh, it? oh Jesus Christ! I mean, it was a B and B that was quite in a popular part of town, so you know, it could have oh. been any one of a number of bodily fluids. Oh my God! <laughs> Selection of men's semen just like dribbling into the wound. <laughs> I mean, I'm just probably quite glad that I didn't end up pregnant. To be fair, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um. No, it was it was bad, and I mean, I I don't know if you recall, but I then had to go to uh, the GP surgery to have a tissue uh, specialist nurse look at it over a period of weeks, and she applied uh, dressings, and I got antibiotics and all the rest of it, and over a period of about two months or so, they treated it really well, and it fully recovered. Um, but I've now got a really nasty scar, um, so it's it's those kind of things where I'm like that. That for me personally is probably the most severe thing that's happened to me. Um because Which is now... purely an accident as well, in a way, isn't it? I know it's it was a minor thing technically. I know when you're in it and it's the worst thing ever. But um it just well, shows you you can also just like fall off a cliff. For sure, you know? for sure. I mean the the reason the reason why I mention it is because looking at your the other side of your question about kind of how do you look at your long term health, I then think differently about what what is going to happen long term so one of the things that i notice in when i have discussions with anyone who's a little bit older say 70 80 plus quite often the complaints that they make of their own health are not things that are recent they're very frequently things that developed much earlier on in life 
and they become exacerbated because of you know various issues my mum is in a I can't remember exactly how old she is but kind of should we say kind of early to mid 50s and she's got kind of arthritis now and it's it's gradually getting worse and if she's going to live you know another say 20 30 years chances are it's going to be pretty severe by the end of it and it's it's those kind of things where you know my my leg <laughs> my girl you know Jodie's a carer so she's got fairly sort of um should we say cautious views about my leg health and I sometimes bash my leg and cut my leg because I go cycling and I'm not very careful and she freaked out the other day because I had a cut on exactly the same spot as this scar was and she was like oh you know it can develop again it can get worse and I was like oh god thanks for your assistance <laughs> yeah this is this is lovely I'm, uh, I'm about to pop my clogs great <laughs> but it's like it's one of those things where I think that you do inevitably become more and more risk averse the older you get but at my age now I'm still in that kind of slightly giddy childhood stage where you're like, I'm invincible. Nothing will go wrong. Everything is fine. Um, and then so you, you don't, older, you don't, uh, you know, well, what's your policy? I mean, I'm thinking of like financially and stuff when you get older, are you, are you more of stuff like, oh, you know, what? I'm going to spend the vast majority of my money now you know you're one of those person like i live for today and they've got money in my account today i'm just gonna spend it today or you're just like no no bloody hell. all these people that will work their socks off and just like stash for retirement mm. you know mm. and just live on the bread line out well if i can if i can just do this i'll retire at 55 and i will have won <laughs> but you can get cancer when you're 51 you know what i mean this is the question that i'm asking is where yeah, yeah, yeah. Wh- how much do you let that affect you or is it just literally like, no, I don't allow myself to think of it. And I just, I, I'm on the railroad and I just accept society's stations of, sure, you know, sure. getting to the pension age or whatever. That's kind yeah. of the question, I suppose. Is, I'm, is, I'm is suicide, is suicide a financial policy? <laughs> well, it, it is, isn't it? It is. I, I, there's loads of stories of people getting, <laughs> taking out life insurance. And that knowing that they're basically going to kill themselves, aren't they? Or the family yeah. gets like underground, which is really morbid and sad and stuff. <laughs> so, yes, is the answer that I'm afraid. <laughs> it's a policy. It's a policy. Uh, I, I want to emphasize it. It's not my personal uh, policy at the moment. Um, I think I think for me, I have always been quite a risk-averse person, and I'm always the kind of person that tends to plan and, and structure ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And the reality is is that i've never been in a financially secure enough position for any pension that i've invested in to genuinely be worthwhile um my salaries have just been too low so far so when it comes to actual retirement at the moment i'll be screwed um what i'm hoping is you know part of the reason why i'm kind of choosing the career that i am at the moment is to be able to give myself a bit of security um partly hopefully through owning my own property and also by having a salary that's secure enough that a pension can actually be worthwhile when I eventually get to retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not one of these that wants to retire super early because I hate the idea of not enjoying a job enough that you want to quit it. Mm-hmm. Like I I'd get like I do a lot of voluntary stuff I don't do any paid stuff at the moment because I'm a student, but 
when I do do paid stuff, I want it to be exciting and fun enough that it doesn't matter whether it's voluntary or paid. Like the pay will be a bonus and definitely it'd be lovely to have more money. But ultimately, I want it to like really get my rocks off. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you kind of but like, you know, that image that you gave of like this this 55 year old retiree who's desperately keen to to quit. Like, yeah, I get retirement and I get sort of wanting more free time and stuff. You can do that in your old years and still have a job. Why why would you want to, you know, this life is too much fun. There's too much fucking challenge out there. Do you know what I mean? It's uh yeah, that's that's my two cents on that one. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one, I think. Yeah, I've heard a few stories, you know, people retiring and then they just like immediately get ill and stuff because mm. they're at that age. And it's really kind of spooked me a little bit and just made me realize, even down to the stupidity of every week, okay, in a way whereby for some reason, I understand, I obviously understand why. Here we go again, economic system where people work, you know, Monday to Friday, a lot of people, obviously not everyone. Uh, yeah. absolutely fucked on me if uh, people would only work there and nothing would ever be open otherwise yeah. but there's this thing where like we're at the grind that we, we work all day and then we go home and then we generally do things on the weekends why can't we go for like meals out on a Tuesday night or a Monday night yeah, you know yeah, like saying yeah. and enjoy life up at that point but oh no we, we things <laughs> open on Tuesday why wouldn't they do it why is this guy inviting me out on a Tuesday <laughs> Yeah, and how like insane it is that we've got all yeah, this time when yeah. we don't do it just because it's like not the we've norm. We've got this artificial construct of the week. Yeah, 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 and yeah. of life. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is yeah, this train yeah. that you're on. Is you know, we yeah. do things on this Saturday. If we next Saturday, why must it be a Saturday? I understand yeah. if it's getting pissed and fine, yeah, you can't get go to work because the next day. Yeah. But it seems to be with everything that it revolves around it. You know, uh, and we all sure. go every day, and it's just like, oh, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Hump Day, <laughs> Thursday, almost <laughs> there. Like every week, <laughs> you know what I mean? Every well, week, I, just... I don't, I don't want to hold entire responsibility for this. But I kind of feel like I, I should say that it's probably people like me's fault. Okay. <laughs> like I I love structure and I love a bit of like pattern yeah. and routine. And I think that I mean, maybe it's just because, you know, I'm sort of in uni now and I'm doing assignments and stuff. But for me, it's sort of super important to be to be know it, know it, to know what I'm doing every every day of the week. Um, okay. And then to have a couple of days where I know that, not regardless, I still have to do a few things, but most of the time can be spent doing whatever I want. And I kind mm-hmm. of am able to kind of have that complete downtime. And I think that for a lot of people where, you know, they're working high pressure jobs or long hours, you know, that sort of change between their busy working schedule and then their free weekend schedule i can i can kind of understand and empathize with that i i also having said that i'm aware that it's totally artificial and it's a little bit weird yeah Um, but we love like patterns don't we in general i think and routine and stuff like that i get it as well i do get it it's just i I just i just wanted to talk about it about like yeah ridiculous it is i think Personally, looking at my decision, I I more or less made the decision whereby yes, I I will save, I mm. will save, and I will do like a small pension and stuff, but 
not a massive one. No. No, 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 no. I, oh, why, I, my, why, why not? Because because I'm alive now, and I, I, I might as well <laughs> like in, enjoy it now, or you know, if I've got the kids or whatever now, I might as well go on the holiday now and and all that. I, I've mo- I've changed that probably in the last five years after Ooh. like seeing all this and thinking about all. Like I used to be like a huge saver, you know. I'm saving for that. I'm thinking, what am I saving for? I understand. I've got like a six-month emergency fund, which I think yeah, like, yeah, everybody yeah. needs. But beyond that, really, unless you're saving particularly for a car or particularly for a deposit on a house, which I, of course, get. I don't mean, like, pissing away in the casinos. Yeah. I just mean, like, well, we might as well do nice things now and go on that holiday there and do the, can, the can nice stuff now. How how old are your, are your kids at the moment? Four and two. Right. So can I ask... Do you think that kind of when you get to the point of like, you know, being a bit more of a vegetable than you are now, <laughs> that they will look after you at all? <laughs> I, th- I won't expect them to, no. Um, I don't know whether they will, obviously. I don't I know. I'll, I'll like, I'm sure they'll turn up very nicely. Uh, but <laughs> I, I grew up with not expecting them to. I would like them to come and see me wherever yeah. I am, all vegged up. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I I will never put an expectation of them to, to do you. Do so. I mean, your your parents are both sort of fairly with it and together at the moment. You know, they're still sort of very much functional human beings. <laughs> yes, non-vegetable. Yeah. And as they descend into their patch of the garden, do you think that you will support them? You know, financially, emotionally, socially. Yes, yes, I will do that. Okay. I think I think it's it's the right thing to do. Um, knowing, of course, what they've done for me and stuff as well growing up. Um, but I think probably my my view has been influenced by them from the fact that that my 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 father in particular has always like made plans and and, and like communicated his expectations. Like he's always told me, <laughs> put me in a good place, like in a good home, but like just yeah, come yeah, and yeah. see me. And I think yeah, that's yeah. probably influenced me basically everything ways, like taking a bit of the pressure off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But just like to make sure I'm like, you know, being looked after type of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I've kind yeah, of carried yeah. that on, I suppose. Um, you, but the, you... we, we, this is a whole different episode, isn't it? Probably we will look at like carers or caring stuff. Oh, you know, no, for sure, for of, sure. The amount of people that you've seen tied up in that situation you know, are losing their life, basically. And these people, are, some people look at, my mum and dad were quite old, getting me. So, yeah. you know, they're there in their 70s and stuff already, but you, you find out somebody's had somebody when they're 20, and they're really mm-hmm. old, so they're, well, say they're really old, 80s, not really old now, but say 90, which means their yeah. kids are 70 and caring for them, yeah. and they're fucked, like, you know, already. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you're that person you're just thinking like ah oh, just get this out the way and he wants to die you get it we don't have any of your life left <laughs> but i i think i think the point I, i'm getting to is that i feel that you know it might be a stereotype but i think within welsh communities generally they're quite good at supporting intergenerationally and there's a kind of a more a bigger expectation um, of of those connections being maintained, and I think that therefore influences 
the kind of financial decisions you might make because if you if you know that someone's going to be looking after you or that you're going to be looking after someone else it changes the financial arrangements that you might make or or at least influences them and i kind of wondered whether one was that true for you and also if it is how conscious of that are you or maybe it's not true for you at all yeah, the, 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 the welsh thing you mean of, of well, the yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a kind of, you know, picture, you know, kind of postcard yeah, picture. Yeah, I think thing. I have grown up, obviously, like losing my grandmother and, you know, kind of friends of the family and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the experience that I've grown up in is everybody mucking in and everybody mm. really being there and being supportive around yeah. them and, and, yeah, just being rallied around, really, even though when when we I've experienced it really close family. Yeah. Yeah. our other uh, family which you don't see very often would always come and rally around to be fair and you don't yeah. i suppose yeah i always look back at that and you don't forget it you know that they they, they, they like and they lived reasonably you. close by sort of thing or yeah or we, even it was the case where um one of our close family members was in uh was in hospital and uh they had to go down to to cardiff and yeah there's just oh, like sure, okay. <laughs> people came down in caravans you know and stayed in like <laughs> local uh caravan parks you know, just, to, just to be yeah 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 oh, so that play. was so i think i think that's probably right probably you might you might have touched on something that i've that's kind of what you've grown up with and got used to yeah. but I, yeah. but i know speaking with people in like the sectors that we've worked in and probably you with with your partner working in a care home mm. there's loads of people out there just like don't get any even if they might have loads of kids and they just won't yeah. don't even get a visit never mind yeah. ensuring welfare you know and that's I what think, I've always that's influenced my uh, growing up to ensure I try and keep friends, you know, make up to think that <laughs> how many old men in particular we come across in our roles oh, that don't have anyone. Friends. Yeah. Anyone literally, you know, literally anyone. It's so so common. So oh, um it's depressing as hell. Yeah. So, so but I just find it route to go down. Yeah. But nobody really talks about this, I find, and it's all just like very expected, and uh, you know, yeah, you know. We, uh, uh, another thing for me, I think, is that to do with this topic is, yes, medical advances have come a shitload of a way. Don't get me mm. wrong. Mm. But there's still a huge amount of stuff out there, a huge amount where we still have no idea, and there are death sentences. You know, a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, even yeah. the really common stuff like obviously Alzheimer's disease, certain cancers, you know, brain tumors, Parkinson's, yeah. Parkinson's, pancreatic cancer, where you know you get them, you are done, you know, yeah. still. Yeah, yeah. And probably we will be looking back. Well, obviously, we won't. We'll be uh, in the ground get in in about 150, <laughs> 200 years, obviously, where some of them will probably be a tablet and like you're on your way and stuff. Yeah. But again, we we live every day with that knowledge so mm. well. <laughs> now, I, now, now I understand what is the alternative. We like walk around every day. Oh no, I forgot my keys. This is the f-? you know I understand that's the that's the alternative. Yeah, but I just find it so fascinating and interesting that we walk around. No, uh, for sure. It's, with it's that like, and function if, normally and do economic choices and stuff like the pensions and if, 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 if okay, I will work until this age because the government tells me. 
even yeah. though that's really close to when I'm probably going to die. You know, we just accept yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if anyone gave you a revolver and said, pick a number between one and six, you know, one of these will kill you. <laughs> like, you, you would, you'd refuse. You'd like be like, no, no, I don't want a revolver. I'm not going to pick one of your stupid numbers. Please leave me alone. <laughs> but if you look at like, you know, cancer statistics or just generally life limiting conditions, could happen to any one of us at any fucking time and it just you know just boom happens i can't yeah. remember for the life of me who it was but there's a rel- not so distant relative of mine that almost got eaten by a crocodile um and the person that they were with did get eaten by a crocodile in the same incident oh and God. it's uh yeah it's just these 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 you things can't happen. imagine the terror can you oh jesus christ you can't imagine the terror <laughs> It's, Are we uh, like um obviously I've I've been watching um like uh you know Frozen Planet and all this and you mm, know like watching stuff for like sure. that. So looking at illness and stuff now, so obviously animals get ill and obviously unless there are pets, then they're never gonna get treatment, obviously uh really. So, I'm guessing there's been like studies and stuff like do like it's, when, when you see one of these pigeons with like it's it's lost one leg, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what's going through its head? Like, is, oh. it, is it just like right then? Where did I leave my where did I, where did I leave my foot? Is he thinking, oh, I'm going to die now, or is he just like, oh, oh no, my foot's gone, and just it carries on? Well, how oh, troubled I mean, am I that I think about that stuff? Do do an, do, an, do, do animals aware? Like there was this thing. Have you watched Frozen Planet? Not enough. Absolutely um, insane. Different. There's like there's absolutely insane. There's basically this classic patch of ice with a seal on it. And okay. then these orcas, these killer whales come, and the way they get the seal off is they they basically three of them swim back together a certain distance and choreograph basically dive underneath the um the ice yeah. sheet yeah. and basically create a massive wave that hits the seal off. All right. So, as far as I'm concerned, that's the same as you looking outside of your window and you see three armed men with AK-47s <laughs> coming for you. And I can't imagine the terror. No, I'm just like, like this is me. I'm dead. And the seal is just there, like, you know, looking constantly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is he thinking, like, oh, these guys are just going for a swim here and uh, I wish they'd leave me alone. I wish they could. Or he's thinking, these are going to eat me. I'm going to die. <laughs> Are we the oh, only God. thing that are we the no, only thing? No, 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 no. I mean, like, if you, I, I, I don't know enough about animal psychology, but if you look, like, isn't aren't pigs supposed to have or dogs supposed to have the intelligence of a three year old? And you know, <laughs> it, I don't, I don't think I was far off three when I realized my immortality. So it's like, you'd, I, I definitely think you know there are certain animals that are going to be keenly aware of their own impending doom. Um, yeah. And illness. Um, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's a rough it's one. Really. It's a rough yeah. one. <laughs> I think, like, you know, we're kind of looking at looking at the how we sort of decide our own little, or not decide, but how we think about our own little train track of life. Um, for me, it sort of, it really has heavily influenced the last couple of years because, you know, I was working in the third sector on 22K a year. And at that rate in North Wales, you can have a relatively comfortable life. 
But if a recession comes along, you're screwed. And if you want children, you can't have children. And you probably can't afford a mortgage, or certainly no one would give you a mortgage. Um, And I need to be on a wage where children are an option, whether adopted or biological. And, you know, you you can afford a mortgage and you can afford private health care when the NHS collapses and all the rest of it. And so, like, I'm, I'm now looking at jobs that I could do after my master's. And I'm having to make a tough choice between companies that I love the values of, but pay sweet fuck all, and companies that pay far better, but whose values I have to make certain kind of moral adjustments Mm. Um, and and be quite open minded about the kind and of work that I'd be doing. Of, of health and illness comes in there because you'll be subjecting yourself much higher to being mentally and probably stressed physically and well. You know, if you are actually going for the 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 one that you're not too keen on, but it's paying better. Well, it's. I mean, I I I naively still hopefully feel that there's a sweet spot, and I know that you know I'm I'm highly unlikely to ever work for one of these massive corporate firms where you're working like 14 hours a day on the regular and you know 16 hour, 18 hour days, and and having to do sort of you know represent Shell and all these kind of really like nasty, mean hedge fund type stuff. But realistically, like, was it the I was I, there's a there's a thing called the Justice First Fellowship, which is like basically a, a grant for um, junior lawyers who've just qualified to be able to employed under a law center or a similar organization. And I was talking to one a couple of months back, and I think his wage was either 23 or 25. So I think the UK average is 27. So low wage by any stretch of the imagination but doing fantastic work that makes a massive difference to individuals who are really suffering. So you've kind of got that classic issue of the money's on the other side and Mm -hmm. you basically have to balance up your own priorities around your own health in terms of like, oh, you know, financial security and, and, you know, work-life balance, all the rest of it on the one hand. And then on the other hand, you know, choosing to join the battle and choosing to join a cause that is fantastic, but at the same time, the pay is really rubbish. Um, and that's not just going to be in law. That's probably across the board, isn't it? Realistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be, but but, but with with the knowledge that there are the dream jobs, you know, the the jobs that you barely have to do fuck all in that do pay a lot. You know, they, they yeah. do exist. You know. Yeah. Um, and it's being lucky. I know they're not like everywhere and stuff, but I I, I remember when I was applying for jobs. You know, when I was really young. And stuff and you always say oh yeah oh, can i go for a 25 year you know grand i should go for the 18 one yeah. now i would obviously self-employed but now you should just go for like the 40 45 ones because yeah have yeah. you seen the people who work there you know <laughs> it's true it's so, true so yeah just don't forget that either but um, yeah now for sure for sure yeah it's true you're right actually where illness does it is valid with your job isn't it because being and what what's the effect that's going to have you? You're really happy in the job, and but your quality standard of life isn't going to be as high. It could be sufficient, but it's not going to be mm. as high. But then you've got the high quality of life, can do the nice things, be really comfortable, but you're really stressed for eight hours a day. That's yeah. going to have more of an impact, I would say, on your life and increase your illness chances, isn't it? Yes, yes, and no. I think that 
I don't know. I I think I'd. It, it's not a choice I can make now, but my instinct is that it's a heck of a lot easier to be well paid and stressed, and be able to afford your rent and your food and the rest of it, and to be thinking, oh shit, I'm going to be homeless, or I need. To oh to yeah, if bank. you're there, if you're there, yeah. yeah. I would say the difference. We talk about this. I think like the difference in your quality of life between being on like minimum wage or whatever that is well bloody 15 mm. 16 grand and 25 grand is so much bigger yeah, than 25 yeah. and 35 isn't it yeah you no know? for sure for yeah. sure definitely, so you're right you go from, from there but i'm just thinking from kind of in, in the middle bracket really yeah, I, I think yeah. even then you, you even the difference between you know 35 and you're looking at 60 and stuff 60, 65,000, yeah, you're going, to be really, you're going to be really worried about it. But it's going to revolutionize your life, is it? It's going to really allow you to retire, you know, when you're, when I, you're 40, think, unless you live, like, on the breadline voluntarily. I, I can't remember any details of the study, but apparently there is, like, a salary that beyond that, you know, your life isn't really any different. And I think it's somewhere like 60 or 70K a year. Like, beyond that, your life doesn't substantially improve. I'd yeah. like to find out. <laughs> yeah, it would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Put me on 70 for a year and then put me up to 90. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It's, uh, nah, it's, it's a tough one. I think one thing that we haven't really covered is long-term illness and disability because, you know, neither of us can really speak from any personal perspective on this. But I'm sure, you know, we, we all have friends and family members who do suffer with these kind of conditions how how do you think that you would face it if if one of those kind of circumstances befell you like a disability yeah it's impossible to know isn't it really i would like to think in my heart of hearts that i wouldn't mope around i don't think i mm. i would be fairly matter of fact about it i think and just yeah. okay this is it i think that probably goes back to the coping mechanisms of the mental health episode we did i think i think it would be transferable to like another disability or stuff really and i like to think that i can find a way but again it's impossible to know for certain and it depends what it is isn't it really you know if it's just kind of like being in a car crash and going into a wheelchair (laughs) or is it like having an aneurysm and then you you can't you're blind doesn't it you know it it just depends you have an accident you're blind it would depend a lot on it but I, i would like to think that i could uh I, I could I could find a way somehow, and I am really inspired by these people, you know, that you see with disabilities that have found a way. And there's yeah, a, yeah. there was a one on bloody um, what's that Ninja Warrior? I'm sure not long ago. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it, but I saw a clip of it where they yeah. uh, the guy was disabled, yeah, and he bloody did it. You know, like like disabled physical, like physical disability. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like what kind of like no legs or I think it was an arm. I think he was missing an arm, I think. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's, that's fucking it mental. Just, it was yeah, yeah, you know, that's just Jesus wonderful. Christ. I'm really inspired by stories like that. So I I I like I like to think you'd find a way, but of course, you know, I could just be a the snorts would return again <laughs> in a very different <laughs> way. Just every day. You don't know, do you? Uh you Yeah, for for me. I think my initial reaction would be extreme bitterness because like if I look at how I normally react to just general ill health, I get really pissed off with it really quickly. <laughs> just like, what the fuck is this? This is very inconvenient. I do not want this shit. Um, I think, I think if it sort of 
I've never been ill like for sort of longer than maybe two two or three weeks maximum and so I, I don't honestly really know how I'd cope but even if I get a fucking paper cut I'm pissed off with it like, <laughs> yeah the mind is definitely right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. stubbing like, your toe or something is hell oh, at that moment yeah. oh or toothache you know oh that's, that's a horrific thing isn't it yeah I just I just get so annoyed and so sort of like ground down by it but you know yeah of course you hope that I I always like to think well you know I, realistically I'm never going to be in the Olympics at, at my age and with my lack of experience in sport but you hear of these people doing the Paralympics having obviously become disabled you know later in life or or you know midway through their lives and then they're able to kind of become these amazing para athletes you yeah. think oh oh you know maybe who knows <laughs> maybe i didn't need my legs <laughs> yeah maybe being disabled is the way for me <laughs> yeah perhaps <laughs> but it's certainly i think i think kind of regardless of whether someone reaches the heights of of sport or whether they're just overcoming their daily challenges physical mental whatever it's uh it's a big deal and should be applauded yeah. um i think we're both just very lucky that the struggles that we generally have, I feel most of the time are fairly minor. Oh, they are, um, yeah. You know, well, I'm just. Do you not live? Do you do you give a second thought then, like I do, about thinking of, oh, I may be ill in a little while, and or do you not? Do you never think of that? Um, no, I don't. I don't think I do. You know, I mean, no, I, I think, okay. I think, I think about kind of long-term ill health, as in like be honest with you it's influenced my choice of relationship um if i'm if i'm ever incontinent i know <laughs> i know jody knows exactly what to do <laughs> yeah she's away on an orifice yeah for, oh for sure and with care and with care and love <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's one of those things that like that that definitely does play into my mind and also kind of thinking about long-term su- support structures and long-term you know financial issues but that's all kind of me thinking you know post middle age effectively like in terms of the next few months couple of years whatever i basically think i'm going to carry on as i am pretty yeah. much yeah. the 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 only thing the only thing that i will say is that i've been pretty fat at different points in my life like i think the heaviest i ever got to was upwards of 17 stone um and i'm 61 so that's you know pretty chunky to the point where like running up a flight of stairs would get me out of breath and tying my shoelaces would be more difficult than it should have been. Um, and so when I've been at those, those points, I have thought, well, if this carries on, you're fucked. Mm. Um, so, you know, now I exercise pretty regularly. I'm not in fantastic shape, but I'm kind of not 17 stone and not really that severely overweight. But I and I do think, oh well, you know, stitching time saves nine, that kind of thing. It's like you do this regularly, long term, you you're going to be all right, sort of thing. Um, so in that way, the kind of maintenance, and also I've always been a healthy eater. Like I'm not, I like chocolate and sweets and the rest of it, but I'm, you know, I prefer healthy food generally. How about yourself with the kind of life, the machine, the body machine? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm at that junction at the moment where I'm too heavy and I can feel it. So I've always been a little bit of a yo-yoer. I've never been hugely fat, 
But I've, yeah. I've got to the stage, well, the similar probably weights to that, mm. 17, 18. I'm a bit tall, about 6'3". But I, I, I'm at that stage now where I know I've neglected my physical health wrongfully yeah. uh, by having kids uh, and obviously starting the business up and stuff and all that. I thought it was only, only the women that suffered. Did you, did you <laughs> get that? <laughs> uh, no, well, yeah, exactly for that. I Absolutely, it's all them. But no, I just, you know, with, with time and stuff, and I can yeah, feel it now. Sure, I've sure. got heaviness under my chin. When I bend over, I, you know, you can feel stuff wobbling. <laughs> and it's like not good. And I'm on that journey. I'm close to restarting and stuff. And I, and I need to. I remember what I remember. I remember when I was in, like, I had, I was doing these like regimes and stuff. And mm. I was feeling so healthy. I was really awake and yeah, yeah. bouncy. It's so, such a healthy thing, but it's so easy to quit and stop oh, doing it. It's incredibly it's, easy. Even though it's, it's, it's yeah, scary. it's so, it's scarily easy. So I, I, I went, um, until today, the last time I went to the gym was last Wednesday. And I normally try and go about three or four times a week. And I went on Wednesday and then we went out to a gig Wednesday night. And then like, I'm not saying my whole week was fucked from there, but because it was a massive change of routine, I was like, oh, God, what's this? And then I finally got to it again today. And I was like, yes, yes, you need to keep going. Don't stop going. Because if you stop going, you'll stop going. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. there's only it's, one it's direction. Terrifying. I remember when I was in the midst of that and you, you'd missed two workouts or two sessions of whatever the hell you were doing. Mm. And then that third, the, the one you'd come back on, then you were struggling a bit. You oh, yeah. so yeah. quickly. Yeah. So so quickly, oh. unless you go every like two or three days, three days ideally would be a max. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. you start regressing straight away, nah, but I think I'm there is sure. a, a certain bit of like muscle memory with with everything, and you, if you've done it once, you can get back there quite quite easily. De- as well, def- I think. Definitely yeah. with like because I lift the weights, it's something that I've noticed. I've only been back to the gym for like maybe the last two or three months, and when I when I was at my sort of peak strength a few years ago. I'm now kind of approaching those numbers after only a few months of it. And yeah. like, you know, I don't look in the same shape, but I'm still pushing the weights and pulling the weights and all the rest of it. And I'm like, Hey, I fucking remember this. This is great. <laughs> That's it. You can. Yeah. There is that. So hopefully yeah. when, I mean, when, when I do restart, it'll be, uh, it'll be quicker when we get back there than it was originally. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause when I first, first met you you were keen referee and and doing yeah. all that shit and that yeah, was a, was really that's a pretty fucking really physical fit. role isn't it yeah yeah i was really fit as when i was my at my fittest and i remember i could sprint from one edge of the pitch to the other sprint yeah. which is a long yeah, way yeah. and i would i would not be out of breath on the other side i'd got Bloody myself to this, i genuinely know i'd got myself because you had to i had to do fitness tests and stuff you see yeah, yeah. because i was you know one, one, one below the top level yeah and you had to yeah you had to and yeah i was i was in a good That's shape i decent. wasn't ripped or anything it was just like cardiovascular good cardio wise. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Which is what well I, I mean i think i think it meant, most really to be honest in in terms of you know coming to illness and disability that was probably one of the most important things probably yeah. you know more important i think you you look at some of these kind of extreme level weight strength training athletes and it's not, not always the healthiest. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you look at like, I mean, God, I can't remember. Eddie Hall uh, has been world's strongest man. And 
some of his like records and the the impact that it's taken on his body to get to that level of strength it's like oh yeah you can yeah, see yeah. why it's an elite sport it's a it's not for, for the many it's for the chosen few <laughs> definitely yeah yeah the yeah. mental few probably but yeah all yeah. the best of them <laughs> right well it's been my topic to answer your final thought let's wrap it up i really enjoyed this one actually i really enjoyed like talking about it Nah, it has been fun it's always good to do one that isn't just about uh how fucked the economy is I've, I've been quite surprised that we haven't descended into tears given the last couple of weeks in the news no i know maybe um, we're choosing to to ignore it maybe we've, we've reached that stage. <laughs> it's all good it's all good uh, <laughs> um yeah no for me final thought i would say that that issue of having the revolver over our shoulder <laughs> you know that kind of the constant beckoning call of things might get worse you know you can't take your health for granted i think that's part of the reason that we carry on walking as we do and regardless of whether that means that you're totally tip-top healthy or whether you're facing some kind of life limiting or, or health limiting condition we all to a, as much as we can face it with a degree of optimism and go well yep this is my cards this is what i'm going to do and Obviously, depending upon our upbringing, depending upon our family, depending upon our financial circumstances, we make choices about how we plan our lives to take account of that. But day to day, I think, you know, most of us will just try our best to kind of walk the walk and do what we can. I think too, too many of us make some really negative choices around diet and exercise and so on. You know, you can see that across the UK, how our health statistics are going and how the NHS is kind of propping up a lot of people that are, you know, really struggling from a lack of education, a lack of awareness around good physical health and good diet. But, you know, we do what we can. I think for me, you know, that's that's my important take home message is that good regular exercise, good square meal, and you know, hopefully we'll still be here next week. Neat, Dan. Very neat. Yeah. Wicked, wicked. Well, uh, thanks, yeah. mate. Thanks for entertaining me uh, and my super thoughts for another week. It's good to be back, season two. And, season two, uh, indeed. Yeah. See you next and, week, uh, I suppose. See you next week. And if anyone wants to get in touch, remember it's wafpod at outlook.com. Incredibly easy to spell, unless you're dyslexic. W A F P O D. That's a P for Papa. <laughs> I'm not going to start spelling it alphabet. But yeah, com. Nah, grand, lovely. Take care, Dale. All right, see you next week, mate. Ta-da.